0: Your style is unorthodox, but effective. It is not the art, but the combat that you enjoy. Man, you come right out of a comic book.
1: You are now now listening listening to Black Black Comics Comics Chat. Chat. Black, Black, Black Comics Chat. We are
2: live on Black Comics Chat.
1: Black Comics Chat. Black Comics
2: Chat. We are live on Black Comics Chat. Black, Comics, Black chat. Comics
1: Chat. Shannon, CG, Lauren, and Mel form the Nerds of Prey. A group of ladies bonded by comics, gaming, film, television, and fandom culture. Hang out with them bi-weekly as they dig into the very things that make them loud and proud nerds. Available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Also, check out their Patreon at patreon.com backslash Hi, this is Anthony Rutgazer. I'm the writer of The First Hero in Heroes of Homeroom C, and you are listening to Black Comics Chat.
0: Oh, my God. One, two, one, two. (laughs) Welcome to Black Comics Chat. This is the season premiere of this year, 2019, uh, and we have quite a show. And before we get to the main event, I'm going to introduce our panelists, our co-hosts. We'll start with the internationally renowned Lady of Mystery, Grace.
2: What's going on, good people? It's good to chat with you all in 2019. Um... Just, let, just let's just let just get to it. I'll just let's keep a short sample. Yep.
0: All right. And then uh, up next, we have Mr. West Coast. He used to be on the East Coast, but now he's chilling right. on the other side. Uh, Leo.
3: <laughs> yeah, I need to come up with some AKAs. What's up, Black Comics? I'm excited. I like how, yo, so BCC kicks off during Black
2: History Month. Yep. yep. I like, yeah, I like. Right? I like. Right. Right.
1: Totally planned it. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was oh,
0: it. Oh, yeah. We completely planned
1: this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got got Absolutely. Got it. <laughs>
0: Well done folks. <laughs> and then we have our brother from the frozen tundra of
2: <laughs> Albany or
1: Albany-ish area of New York, Marcus. Yo, what is happening, people? What's going on? What's cracking? Yeah, I'm throwing out, you know. Um happy to be here.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And then there's me. Uh the guy with cats, who is making sure that none of this falls apart. Uh, Latin Negro, my name is Anthony, and we are going to kick it off with Jamila Rouser. How are you?
4: I'm doing great. Happy to be here.
0: Awesome. You had a good good 2018 because I think you're going to have a good 2019.
4: I hope so. I mean, this Black History Month has been a little rough for us. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and we're only six days in. Right.
4: right. <laughs> but I'm hopeful. <laughs>
1: See, but as long as we're not the
0: problem, we, right. got, to, we got the show started.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're not doing it.
0: All right, so so let's kick it off, uh, Jamila. Let's go right right into it. Uh, tell us your a uh, origin. Sorry.
3: Oh. I'm sorry, Tony, I, have a, I have a question, um, Jamila. Do you have? Is your avatar just a black square and you just like some duct tape on your webcam?
4: Oh, there's yeah. the, there's a uh, you know the FBI be watching me. So I'm you. you
3: got you got the Mark Zuckerberg tape, really? yo. That's real. That's yeah. real. That's real. There you go. <laughs> All right.
4: Awesome. There, <laughs> now you can look at my face. But...
3: <laughs> okay. Okay. No, I was just checking. I didn't know if you had it blocked up. I know someone had a laptop. Uh, you know.
4: I watch too much Black Mirror, so you never know.
3: <laughs> that's wise, man. You can't, All wise. my devices have tape on that shit. Do you remember when they interviewed Mark Zuckerberg and then in the background they showed his shit taped up? Really? <laughs> yeah, because it was like it wasn't even. He was talking about security, and then like somebody like zoomed in on the camera, like wait.
1: So, and we're him. supposed to trust him, right? Right. Okay, Hi. Personal okay. awesome information.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, to inter- I'm
0: sorry to interrupt the intro. No, 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 no. It's cool. I mean, already we—it's already—it's already gone left. It's cool. It's—it's <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> so we're gonna try this again. Uh, let's go through your origin story uh, and from where you started, uh, particularly Wash Day, and where you are now.
4: Yeah, Um, so as far as comics writing goes, it started with Wash Day, but I think my origin story um, was started like years ago um, when I started blogging at Girl Gun Mm -hmm. Blog in 2010, Um, and I had that blog for a couple of years, and I really just wanted to talk about the stuff that I (laughs) like, and hopefully make some friends, like that was my goal, Um, I have a lot of dope friends. Um, but a lot of them don't, uh, watch anime or read comics or any of that stuff. So I felt this void of being able to talk about stuff that I really cared about. So, um, that I started blogging and that kind of was the source of all of these new projects and, and even like writing comics. Um, it was really awesome, um, through my blog, I was able to be on different panels and just meet all these different people in the like community and made awesome friends. So it was everything that I could imagine and more. And, um, through that, I also, uh, met two of my friends, DSL and Rachel, and we started Geek Girl Brunch, which is an international meetup group of women who like to geek out over brunch. Um, and that has been a couple of years strong. And we have like, I think last time I did a count, we have, like, over 12,000 members, which is truly insane to me. Um, and it's a lot of work, but it's super fulfilling. And then, of course, because I'm never too busy, apparently, I started Straight of Gotham, which is a hip-hop and geek culture project. And um, I run that now with my boyfriend, Jamar. And what we wanted to do was just highlight the connections between geek culture and hip-hop. Um, I really love hip-hop. And I'm always talking about it, and I love hearing like geeky references in rap songs. Um, and I just wanted to want it straight out of Gotham to be the like middle part of the Venn diagram when it comes to like hip hop and geek culture and showing that this community does exist. Um, and it's really fun. Um, what do you bumping,
3: that, to your comic. What are you bumping right now?
4: What oh man. Um, so I have been who am I listening to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So free 21 Savage, first and foremost, Um, (laughs) like legit, I really, really enjoy 21. um, And what's going on with with ICE and all that is bullshit. Um, But typical when it comes to, you know, fascist sort of uh, organizations like that. But, yeah, I really love 21, but I keep playing Ski Mask, the Slump God, like, almost every day. <laughs> um, his rap is, like, it's really fun. And I tend to to really dig, like, trap rap a lot. And he makes a ton of geek references, actually. Does he? Um, yeah, he makes a lot. Like, a, a whole lot. <laughs> like, it's pretty consistent from, like, anime to Pokemon to, like, everything. Um, and he's... Based down here in South Florida, um, and who else? Twenty um, Young Thug is like another fave of mine. But I've also been listening to—I really like Princess Nokia as well. And I've been digging like Rico, um, Nasty, and who else? There's the usual. Like Jay Z is my fave. Um, I like Kendrick too. I don't like um j cole <laughs> i will
3: Me, this is like an endless thing where i have to like fight people off about j cole i right. really don't like him I really like the most yeah. mediocre rapper like he's just the most i dude ever like, he's fine he's not He's not good. He's definitely not good. He's not the <laughs> oh, worst ever. Oh man. Huh? But no, he's totally average. He's totally- I really
4: I I I like actively dislike him. Um it's, <laughs> so how I feel about him um is the reason why I don't like him is because I feel like a lot of what he's saying is very like basic. Um but I think And maybe it's, like, the fans' fault that he's elevated to this, like, super conscious level, but he's not doing as good as he should when it comes to, like, black women or gay people or just black people. Like, he's just not as good as uh, maybe he thinks he is, but definitely his fans think he is. And because of that, I hold him to, like, a higher standard than I would hold, like, a young thug who ain't out here trying to, you know, be, like, this conscious rapper. So that's why I feel a lot towards him, and also just, like, don't dig his music that much.
3: <laughs> I feel like Young Thug has said some shit. I'm sorry, I'm totally diverting this to hip-hop talk. We'll get back into yeah. it. Yeah,
1: we're <laughs> going to do <laughs> that, <laughs> that afterwards. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, <we're good. laughs> no, I'm so I'm so about it. I think that's a that's a great idea. I like that you had answers right away. It so shows. Yeah, yeah. I, If you're listening, I thought about
4: like, this a lot. <laughs>
3: right. Okay, now you know. All right, now we can get to comics. I just. Oh yeah, commentary. comics, I'm right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the show. That's the show that we
4: do. Blackout well, chat. Show. Yes. Um. So then eventually, um. I got past not listening to J. Cole, and I decided to write some comics. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, you channeled that J. Cole no. rage into comics. I
4: was trying to do a segue, you know. Oh my
1: god, the segue's <laughs> on. That was, tight, that was tight. I'm not going to lie. Oh. Uh,
4: so, um, so, yeah, Watch Day, we did a Kickstarter last year. Um, the amazing artist, Robin Smith, um, and it was script edited by J.A. Michaelene, and um, I... Wanted to write comics, but my anxiety was telling me I couldn't or I shouldn't, and I finally kind of got past that and wanted to really showcase uh, or create comics, like, for Black women, like, Black and brown women. That's who I care about, and that's who my my comics are made for. Of course, anybody can read them, but, like, when I'm writing my my stories, like, they're for that audience in mind because I want them to feel seen. Um, I want us to feel seen and for for us and other folks to know that there are comics for them as well. Um, And so I wanted it to be about something very specific to the black woman experience, um, which is hair. (laughs) I think no matter what type of hair, no matter what type of style you wear your hair, you have Uh, you know, your hair is something that you think about a lot um, Uh because, yeah, (laughs) because of society, because of how much work um, may be involved with maintaining it. Uh, It's like one of the most contested parts of our bodies. And I find that um, it's one of the most beautiful and there's just so much Um, beauty and power and how much time and energy and money that we spend into taking care of our hair, despite what we hear about it at work or from, you know, white people wanting to touch it or people saying it's ugly. Um, So I wanted to do something to celebrate it. And so wash day is literally about wash day. Um, It takes a whole day to wash your hair. You know, there's so many steps. And I wanted to just take a moment to kind of go through, um, a character's wash day routine, but also show how she's going through gentrification in her neighborhood and the typical street harassment and and all that kind of stuff. Um, and the fact that despite in spite of all of this, she still finds time for herself. Um, and the Kickstarter went super duper well. <laughs> was not expecting it. Um, it was it was really amazing. And um, because we we uh, went through some of our stretch goals, we were able to get it translated into Spanish, which was amazing. So we have Dia de Lovato, and that was translated by Joe McGill, and uh, Spanish translations. translations, yeah, yeah. and Spanish translations are from Desiree Rodriguez. So that was super dope and really important to me, to be able to have that as well, because um, you know, the politics of hair, I'm Black and Latina, and I know that the when it comes to you know, kinky curly hair in Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic and all that stuff. It is, uh, it's bad, you know, <laughs> the racism and the colorism and all that kind of stuff is, is really strong too. So I wanted to have something for them as well and make sure it was in a language they could read.
1: Hmm. So, so I have a question. Um. Mm-hmm. Being that, you know, the campaign was such a success and you had, you know, this very important mission of, you know, Communicating Black Women's Experience. Hey, put a number on um, it. What was the success? Let's not be coy.
4: Oh yeah. So my goal was five thousand, and I got over sixteen thousand. Oh. okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. I
1: destroyed it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so given that, like, I can I can imagine that you've heard like a lot a lot from from readers about you know how they relate to the story. So, mm-hmm. do you have any you know cool stories about people sharing their experience with the book?
4: Oh, yeah. Too many to count. Um, I think, especially since I've been tabling recently um, after Wash Day, what brings me so much joy is seeing the, the expressions on women's faces when they see the cover or when they start to, like, read about what the comic's about. And they're just like, oh, I get it. Like, this is me. Or they start talking to their friends about it are they shared online? Um, what's even, what makes me even happier is when they come back like the next day and they buy another one cause they want to give it to their friends. Um, it makes me so happy cause that's what I, that's why I did it is, is for, you know, for us to feel seen. And, um, I love comics and I, what I really hope too is that, uh, Day can help reach new comics readers like people who, um, who are into reading and good stories, but they just don't have access to the different types of comics that are out there because, you know, it's hard, um, (laughs) outside of like Barnes and Nobles and you know, what you see on TV. Um, it's really hard to know what is out there, especially on the indie scene. So I hope that watch day can kind of let people know there's so many different comics that are out there. Um, and there's stories out there for them. Um, no matter how weird they may think it is, I'm sure it's there.
2: Yeah, so I remember when we had you during the Kickstarter, and I remember—I mean, me personally, I'm like—I literally have it in my hand as I'm talking, like when I'm talking here, now. and um, just being psyched because, like, that's definitely an experience that you know relate to the, you know, the time, the commitment, the money, all of that. So, and then you know, seeing the success, you know, it being featured in Essence, and you know, and all of that. And just kind of like the shape that it's it's taken just outside of like comics. So like you said, it really hits readers from different markets and definitely can, you know, garner success or has garnered success in ways that people who may have never would have picked up a comic would be like, oh, well, this is my experience and this isn't a comic. Oh, yeah, I can I can read this. I can, you know, dig this. So, um, you know, having it in the hands after talking to you and being like, oh, my God, this is this is just great. So, I mean, just kudos. I'm definitely one of those people who was, like, raving about it, you know, Thank posting you. it on social Thank media you. and all that. And um, even incorporating it in my teaching, because it's like, like you said, it, it becomes a, more of a tool, you know, um, that just can work outside of just being simply just a comic. So
4: Oh, yeah. that's amazing. Thank you so much.
2: I have a, I have a question about the comics, mm-hmm. Um Can you talk a little bit
3: about uh, Black and White, just because Marcus and I make mm-hmm. a Black and White comic, and And that was sort of, like, from the start, uh, part of the intention. Mm -hmm. I mean, since you did, like, kind of, like, blow the roof off with the Kickstarter goals, it's interesting that you didn't turn it to color. And was that, like, a stylistic choice? Or what what went into that?
4: Yeah. (laughs) It was... um, I never wanted it in color. Um, I really love Robin's black and white art a lot. And I kind of was just stuck on it. Um, I think her watercolor and her color is beautiful, too. But... When once I saw the black and white art, which is actually the art that got me, there was the first art that I saw of hers and which, you know, hooked me as a fan. Um, I just started to envision wash day as black and white, but also I love manga. And a lot of what I read is in black and white, if not all of the manga that I read. So um, I'm, and I find that my comic sensibilities lean more towards manga than um, like Western or American comics. So, um, I think, yeah, that was just another another reason. I just always I wanted it to be in black and white. I love black and white art, um, and I, yeah. And but one thing we did talk about though was how it was going to be in black and white, whether it was going to be um, grayscale or even like black ink wash or just you know the lines, but the the skin tone wouldn't be colored in, and that was something that I decided, and you know I said that I wanted to make sure. It was seen what uh, sort of skin, like the shade of the character skin, like how dark or light the characters were. So I wanted to make sure they were colored in, even if you could tell that they were black. I wanted to make sure people could. There was no, you know, there was no guessing. Like they were black. You could see mm-hmm. who was lighter, who was darker, um, and that was that was really important for me, um, especially with um, the character Cookie, who's Afro Latina. I wanted to make sure that people could see. Um, what her skin, like what shade she was. Um, so that's, yeah, that was something that we decided. Um, but yeah, Robin's just amazing. Um, she's just so good. (laughs) So yeah, it was never, there was never a stretch goal of color. I always wanted it black and white. Um, so with you with, you said that you guys do black and white comics. Is, is that like similar for you? Do you find that you really like black and white or is it like a budget issue or but I know it's more expensive, obviously, for color?
3: We, we come from a, from a very big appreciation of black and white. And uh, like one of Marcus and my big inspirations is always Love and Rockets, which is my favorite comic of all time. And uh, it, love and Rock, one of the things that's interesting about love and rockets is that they don't do uh, uh, scale like shade scale. Mm-hmm. It's always white. Everybody's you know not colored. Yeah, like <laughs> of uh, you know like ninety eight percent of the characters in that book are people of color, um, and so we kind of like took that. And that's how it's been so far. We had one, uh, we had a, our, we were featured in the Guan uh, trade paperback. Yeah. Uh, from, you know, uh,
5: mm-hmm. uh,
3: from show, Jerome Walford. Uh, and that was colored. We had a color story for Snow Days so from that. But other than that, Snow Days been black and white. And that was pretty big on that from the start, though. Marcus loved coloring it. And he does like to color it.
5: <laughs>
3: Sometimes I feel like he's itchy. He's like, hey, let me just get a little bit of color. Bit
5: of color. <laughs> what do
3: you
1: think? Let me not speak. To you. Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, that's absolutely true. And, you know, obviously budget factored in, but I think style wise, there are so many books that, that we dig, especially Love and Rockets. Like Leo said, I um we I we've kind of discussed or maybe I've I've discussed more, you know, possibly when we do launch a Kickstarter for a trade, um, you know, possibly doing grayscale for that. Um, and I'm kind of for similar reasons with what you're talking about, about seeing the characters' shades. Because, you know, the characters in the snow days are largely, um, you know, black and uh, and Latino. So I do think, you know, and, and in some of the promotional art, you know, you'll see them in color and you'll get to see their, their skin and everything. But the book is, has always been black and white. So I don't know. Leo, I think, I don't know where where you're at as far as the grayscale for the, for the Kickstarter, but I, I've been... I've been waiting it, it.
3: Yeah, we Marcus and I have like talked about it like uh, like a lot, but uh, I do I do think that there's something there's something sort of striking about the quote unquote colorless black and white style when it comes to like characters of color. Mm, and, like mm-hmm. what, what what do you what do you all what do y'all think about that? Like just with the stuff you've consumed, or like do you, do Grace Grace and Tony? Do you have strong feelings on that on that whole idea on like shading skin in like black and white comics that are that have
0: like a bit of cartoon, a bit of minimalist cartoon. You know, it's, it's interesting because I, I got into black and white comics with uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So I those, was,
3: were, those were characters of color. I mean, they were shaded.
0: They really <laughs> <definitely> <laughs> seriously, seriously. So uh, my feeling is that if, if the artist draws them well, you, you really don't need to shade them that much or right. at all. In in the in black and white. So, you know, sometimes I cringe when I see people do that. I'm like, I don't know if that should be necessary. But I mean, every artist has their own style and nuance. But I don't feel it's necessary if if the artist uh, draws well.
2: I would I would ditto that. Yeah. I, I mean, I to be honest, um, for me, it's about like how does it look like? How does it look in the end? It, and is the art done well? And if it is, then, you know, like don't, as I say, don't paint the peacock, you know, just like mm-hmm. leave, uh, you know, make it work and make it do it what it does. So, um, yeah, when it's all said and done, if it's done right and it looks good, then just keep it as how it is.
3: But it's, but it's interesting, right? Like it don't haven't I feel like everybody has seen at some point a character in a comic book that is, for instance, a black woman that is a
2: white woman that is colored black. <laughs> colored oh, absolutely. Black well, that's how they are. <laughs> that's how they were basically in the beginning. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. I have a line yeah. where I say, you know, they're Barbie dolls painted brown, you know, so yeah. that's exactly. essentially what they were in the early beginning. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I feel like it takes a sensibility to like do a comic that way where like color can weirdly be a crutch, right? Mm-hmm. Like sort of mm-hmm. in a funky way. Yeah. Cause you have to
1: know how to draw black people. Right. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Marcus and I have a whole like side po- podcast concept about black people's hair in comics.
5: Oh yeah! Oh yeah!
2: So, oh, yeah. God. The thing we talk
1: about: dreadlocks and braids are two different things. Yep.
2: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's
1: just, it's so many
2: two different styles. Two different everything. Right.
3: Right. Or just like the very many different ways that like comic artists draw froze, like with mm-hmm. fro is a uh, is yeah. Yeah, you know, beef up your skills. Look at the ones who do it well, and uh, if you must, copy them.
4: Yeah, yeah, there's Google. You know, it's out there. There's so many, like, black hair, Google images, and and practice. Like, you have to care yeah, in order to yeah. do it well. You can tell that they don't care. You have
3: to care. I, I have another very specific wash day question. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, there is something about the comic, Like, I like, the concept of it is, Super like valuable and I'm sure uh, uh, just like you said, like we were talking about being seen, like I'm sure people really, really connected with that. At the same time, the comic is, uh, you know, uh, it's a it's a mature work. (laughs)
5: <laughs> I know <laughs> it is like I,
3: it's a comic, and like, and I don't want to keep relating it to the comic that Marcus and I do, but he and I have spoken a lot about the fact, like, Snow Days. Although it is young people, and is also like intended for mature readers in a lot of ways, and like, how did that factor in? And like, was that something that like you thought about near the start of its creation? Is that something it evolved into? How do you look, looking back on it? How do you feel about it now? The fact that in a certain way, like, uh, you know, that may uh, proffer some kind of restriction towards, like, Mm you may have easy access to it. Although when I was younger, I read all kinds of comics, so I don't really know how much that's stopping people. But, yeah, Yeah. what's your kind of outlook on it, like, both before it actually uh, was complete and now looking back?
4: Yeah, it's been interesting. Um, Thinking back about the early scripts uh, script draft that I had. It was way more adult than it is now. Oh, really? Yeah, oh. I wouldn't even mention it to be honest.
1: Uh, oh man, I, that was my next question
4: was. <laughs> I'm not going to mention it actually, my mom might be listening. Oh,
1: wow. I mean, although she would have
4: read the comic, but um, but I was just like, wow, like that would have been. I mean, it it wasn't. It wouldn't have changed to what the comic was about, but it was just mm-hmm. other stuff would have been in there that would have definitely made it like, Hey, yeah, definitely not for kids. Cause there's right now there's weed smoking and cursing. And I think it's just one curse word, but, um, but it's not for kids. And it's something that I really thought about because I, I, I would love for it to be as much as I would love for like little girls to pick this up. I also like, that wasn't my goal. My goal was for black, like adult women. um, And I, and I didn't want to edit the type of story that I wanted to tell because I wanted to make it more, um, more like for, like for a wider audience. Like I just, I didn't want to, to edit it for that reason. I wanted to just tell the story that I felt was important. Um, so that's kind of how I wrote it. And in coming out, uh, you know, after the Kickstarter, even during the Kickstarter, um, it was a challenge because a lot of people who don't read comics think comics, all comics are for kids. Um, and I'm like, no, definitely not. And so uh, it was just the, that assumption, fighting that assumption, but also, um, you know, when you look at Watch Day on, and the cover and some of the, the art, you don't think this is like a, for adults or for, you know, teens and up or whatever. Um, so it was just having to explain that. And then people like, oh, I want this for my students in elementary school or middle school and I'm like eh, I don't know about that so that was tough I get sucks of course I would love for the opportunity to have my comics in like schools but at the same time I didn't want to um have that like desire for it to be in schools or, or available for little kids to change the story that I thought was most important um and I wanted there to be I wanted it to be relatable to a certain like certain women um and a certain age group of women so Yeah, it was a challenge. There's a lot of explaining I have to do uh, (laughs) continuously. Um, But it also inspired that maybe me and Robin might do a younger version of Wash Day with the I was just going to say that. Yeah, we've been thinking about that. I'm like, hey, Robin, what do you think about doing, like, a Wash Day Jr.? And I've already, like my mind already started running on like having Kim and cookie as little girls and getting their hair done and just like actually showcasing the wash day of little, little like kids, because that's so much different. (laughs) And, uh, and I think it could, it could be really fun and interesting. And there are a ton of, well, not a ton. Um, I just probably see or hear about more than, than, um, most, but I know there are a lot more children's books about black hair that I've noticed mm-hmm. recently, which is awesome. So, um, so I'm happy that, you know, it's not like there's nothing out there and this could have been the chance for there to be one book about one comic about black little girl's hair. But um, one day maybe um, I'd love to work with Robin again. She's, she's fantastic. And I, I really like the characters too. So it'd be really fun to explore them with their childhoods, getting, like, the barrettes and all that kind of stuff. Um, Pigtails and all that.
2: Yeah, I think as, like, a kid, there's, like, a much more carefree, because, like, you're not the one doing it. Yeah. You're not the one going through, like, for me, it was my mom and my grandmother doing it, and Bless their hearts for having me here <laughs> with all the hair that I had. So, yeah, you know, as a kid, you're like, it's a totally different process because you're not doing it.
4: <laughs> yeah, know, God forbid this I just it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, oh
2: my God, yeah. Oh. You know, and just the whole idea of getting your hair pressed, the whole idea yeah. of, you know, just the wash itself. Like I you're not the one doing it. So as an adult, there's like a whole nother appreciation, you know, that goes into it.
4: Yeah, yeah, um, and I and I think I have to come to writing, like, kids' comics way different than I do for, you know, the other comics that – the two comics that I've done, so um, – but it's it's possible. It's highly possible. It's just a matter of when, <laughs> I think. Cool.
3: There's a, the, I'm annoyed right now because there is a comic I've recommended on this show before that is not equivalent at all to Wash Day, but it's about – It was, I believe, uh, done by uh, a biracial woman who's Japanese and...
4: Oh, yeah. Um, Tension.
3: Yes, yes. And that's, like, like, she's a little girl. Yeah, it's so good.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's really nice.
3: Yeah, and it's, like, that's the first thing I was thinking about when you were talking about, like, doing that. Although it's not really about that. It's, like, a different... It's a different energy than, than Wash Day. And, like, you're right. Like, the energy in Wash Day, like, where it sort of takes the it takes the the concept of that and the time needed for that as like, you know, a part of adult self-care and also like sort of, uh, like it does a lot, it does a lot with that concept that I do think is very pointedly adult and cool for that. Um, so yeah, I was, I was wondering if that if, if that was something that like got looks back at, um, but it,
4: yeah, it, I don't regret it. Um, yeah. I definitely, I don't regret it. Um, I think it's just like, huh, yeah, I'm going to have to explain this to some people that it's not for kids. Um, but I'm, I think, yeah, I don't regret it. I'm really happy with, with it. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have changed it even with like the script and all that stuff. I feel like a lot of, uh, creators, maybe I'm too close to it. Maybe in a couple of years, I'll look back and be like, oh God, why did I do that? Um. But I, I, there isn't anything really in the story that I would have changed or that I, I regret. Um, and I mean, a lot of it, too, I think is because it's so uh, low in dialogue that it's really just like I'm um, just looking at Robin's art and the way she's translated, like, you know, from panel description to, to the page is so beautiful. So. Um, there isn't a ton of dialogue for me to cringe over. <laughs> um, it's just like a lot of art to like look at and be like, oh, this is gorgeous. Um, well,
1: can can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that obviously, you know, that's a whole skill in and of itself, being able to, um, you know, I've, I've spoken on the show before about how one of my favorite comics I was a kid was this um, G.I. Joe comic book with Snake Eyes where there was, like, no words in the entire comic, but it was just... I mean, it's a comic that stuck with me since I was a kid, you know? So, like, that that whole idea of, like, writing a, a word, almost wordless story or a story with little dialogue and really conveying as much as you were able to convey with Wash Day, like, I don't know, just tell us a little bit about about how you approach that.
4: Yeah. Um, so, I think from the start, I really just thought about um, what this character's day would be like, and... There wasn't a ton of uh, there wasn't a ton of authentic ways for her to have a lot of dialogue, and I was fine with that because um, it's early in the morning. A lot of this time that she spends is by herself, and I didn't want to have like thought bubbles of her thinking about things. I really just wanted to focus on um, her being focused on doing her hair and the steps and, um, the process that's involved in that. And I, I didn't want to take away from the process. Um, so I, yeah, there's just not a lot of dialogue. There wasn't a lot of, um, you know, most of the interaction she has is with her roommate cookie, who's sleep half the half of the comics. So, um, and you know, with the bodega owner and I felt really comfortable about that. All it meant though, like my the script is really long like it was i think that's something that i've experienced to post kickstarter is people reading it and being like oh well you didn't have to do that much because there's not a lot of dialogue and i'm like, uh, I'm Mm. like i mean of course what artists do is a lot more work um but like yeah, it took me so much time to write that script. It was long. The details, the, the tutorials that I watched to break down, you know, how the panels should look. It was a lot of work. Um, and there was, you know, detailed descriptions of everything. Um, and it, I think for me, too, it, I just wanted to give the artists the best possible um, script that they could use to make the best possible work. Um, but I, I think part of me too, though, the, the like downside or the thing that made me, um, not so hesitant, but just like a bit nervous was how people would take it because I was just like, Oh, what if you think it's boring? I'm so nervous. There's not a lot of dialogue. Um, I, I was just really scared that people would think it was boring, But then the other side of me was like, well, what, what else are you going to ever do? Like, she's not going to fight a demon. Like she's just doing (laughs) her hair, you know, and that, and that's fine. And, and just relish in the simplicity of it. Um, and so I, I was really happy that, you know, especially in some of the reviews that I got that it seemed that people really got what I was trying to convey. Um, cause that's definitely not always guaranteed and they didn't think it was boring, um, that I know of, nobody told me at least, and that's fine. They don't have to. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it was, it was something I definitely thought about. Um, I think I was definitely worried about it being boring, uh, but I didn't do any, I thought, you know, it could just be my anxiety making me worry. And it's still the story that I think was best to, to tell for, you know, Kim and her experience of her wash day routine.
5: I have I
3: have a, I have a, a bulletin. Uh, Spirit's Destiny just hit its goal on Kickstarter.
1: Oh, that's what's
4: awesome. up. Oh, nice. Congrats.
1: Wow. Yep. Yep. Just as, cool. just as we were talking. Well, oh, we'll, nice. we'll be speaking to her on Friday, so we'll uh, I know. You know, again. I we, we we can't mess it up. We can't mess up her campaign. <laughs> no, <that's true. laughs>
4: Unless, yeah, no, we no, can't mess it up. Just get even
1: more. Unless people are like yo, those black comic chat people. I'm taking back my. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're <whatever.
3: laughs> all going to rescind their, their freaking.
1: Right. Dang, Please up. don't do
0: that. So Please don't for, do that. What I was what I was going to say was that uh, Jamila, I really appreciate everything that you said in terms of uh the script. Um I, I don't think that uh people outside of the comic world really understand how hard it is to do a comic book script and how hard it is to really convey panels that have no words. Um and I and I think you did that well but I don't think a lot of people really understand that unless you're in it. Yeah. Um yeah.
4: Yeah, I totally from my experience I, I think I agree. So I don't take it personal, but it is like, oh gosh, I did work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> by chance what what did you read to prepare yourself like you said you wrote a couple you saw some tutorials or you read some
4: oh for some, hair and stuff yeah um I I watched so I um I actually surveyed my friends like I surveyed like maybe a dozen or so friends to get their wash day routine like I asked them you know um uh, when do they detangle their hair? What type of, do they deep condition? Do they use a protein treatment often? How often do they do it? How often do they wash their hair? Like, what tools do they use? Um, It was, because I of course have my own wash day routine, but I wanted to try to get uh, this comic to show as much of, as close to the universal experience as possible. Of course, I know that's not something I can do, but I wanted to try to Incorporate a lot of different experiences, so a lot of people could really see themselves in it, so I surveyed my friends to get their tips, and that helped me um, come up with the routine that Kim had, um, which is actually really similar to mine if it 's probably actually still my exact routine um, and I looked on youtube, oh my god there 's so many natural hair bloggers, and like <laughs> bloggers it 's nuts, which is amazing. So I went on YouTube a lot and looked up like, okay, what, um, how do they detangle their hair? Because the way I detangle my hair, like, doesn't look that great for comics, but, and it's probably not the best way to detangle. Um, so I wanted to see like, what's a good way to detangle your hair if you have a lot of hair, a lot of natural hair and you don't want to, you know, have a lot of breakage. So I looked up, um, some, some examples of that and that's basically how I was able to get, um how she sections off her hair and detangles it in that way versus just like, I just put my hair in two and just have a lot of patience. (laughs) Um, and, uh, and I also looked on Pinterest too, which was really good because Pinterest has like images. And so I could have like those visual steps of like, um, first this and then that, and then that, and those were perfect when I'm trying to like figure out how to describe the panels. um, so that was a lot of fun. And Instagram's great um, for natural hair stuff, too, when it's coming to, like, images and things like that. Um, but a lot of it was just, like, what I know. Um, what was, what's funny, though, like, off of Wash Day, I did Wobbledy 3000, which is a sci-fi twerking tale. And I had a, I watched a lot of twerking videos <laughs> for Wobbledy <laughs> 3000, which was funny. Um, and then I also realized, sadly when you google twerking there is not as many black people as you would hope mm-hmm. at all it's not white women mm-hmm. twerking and it makes me so upset too much miley <laughs> cyrus um so that was just like a lot,
2: a like lot of a- like a lot of like assless twerking yes mm-hmm. yes it's like a or disgrace. probably non-twerking people people that are really not even twerking
4: <sighs> it was it was not good There's a lot um, of <laughs> it made me really upset <laughs>
1: But, uh, wait, quick, quick question: Are are you the um, first sci-fi twerking comic
4: that I know of? <laughs> I don't, there could uh-huh. be another, but I don't know uh-huh. of them. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh, you, I think you are. I don't know. I, think I will know. take it unless somebody else come out in my in my mentions and correct me, which is fine because I want to read that comic. <laughs> right.
0: Okay. So, um, if I'm correct, you have another Kickstarter.
4: Yeah. So I, uh, following up on the, the wash day love, um, I am doing a make a hundred Kickstarter campaign. So we're only making a hundred of these items and we, uh, I partnered with my friends and her cancel business called Ponty Wax. And we're doing limited edition, uh, hand poured soy wax candles inspired by wash day. Um, so we have two candles based off of the main characters, Kim and cookie. Um, and we have Kim's Detangler, which is sage, lavender, and sea salt, and we also have Cookie's Root Stimulator, which is lemongrass and verbena, and the reason why I wanted to do candles was because, one, I really love my friend's candle business, and I wanted to collaborate with her, and I felt like Wash Day was a really great um, comic to do that with because in addition to um, it being really about empowerment and and highlighting the beauty of Black women and their hair, it's also about self care and taking time to yourself and just like indulging in yourself. And I feel like candles do a really good job of that. Um, and we worked really hard on figuring out the two scents that I felt best uh, exemplified the two main characters, but also smelled super good. Um, so that is, yes, our Kickstarter, and we also, and Robin also did a new art print, which is gorgeous, featuring Kim and Cookie, um, Kim doing um, Cookie's hair, and um, she's also offering some watercolor art commissions, her watercolor is amazing, like it's truly out of this world, um, so yeah, and if you didn't get to get the Wash Day comic, you'll get the digital comic and the rewards as well, so um so, yeah, I'm really excited about this.
3: I think a good title for a blog post could be Here's My Two Cents.
4: Oh, that's good. It's like literally <laughs> two cents. Oh, man. I'm going to, yeah, that's that's great. I'm going to copy that. You can hold that. This Thank you. Good. Thank you. For free?
3: Yep. That's okay, mine. great. Everybody heard that. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: oh, man. I give away good ideas. It's been
2: documented. <laughs> it's documented.
3: So that's for the culture. All
4: right. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: So, it looks like you're about, more than halfway through your your kickstarter now
4: yeah yeah we're at i think it's 60 percent now we have nine days left so really hoping we hit our goal um yeah the candles smell so good um and i i really want it to be something that people can just kind of uh Get and use in whatever self care routine that they have, whether it's like meditating or reading a good comic, like wash day, uh, you know, whatever it may be. I feel like um, it can be incorporated into, into that routine or, you know, doing your hair.
3: Question All right, all right, question to the group hmm. Does the black community consume more candles than the white community? <laughs> Serious question. Serious question. What do you think?
5: What do you think? You know,
0: are we are we counting 7-day candles that you get from the Potanica?
5: <laughs> oh, sure, uh,
3: sure. Yeah, I
1: mean, I
0: would <laughs> Then the answer would be yes. Yeah. <laughs> sure.
1: True,
3: true. Yeah, it's weird. Candle, candle culture is some weird shit, right?
4: (laughs) I I
2: swear by them. Like it's yeah, yeah.
4: I love candles. I love like scents in my house. Like Mm. I have it's either a candle or a diffuser that's going off. Right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Or like I grew up with incense. Like my dad loved to light some incense. Mm. So it was there's always smells. I feel like incense is a super like people of color thing too.
5: Definitely.
4: Yeah. I don't know if I've ever been in a white home with incense. (laughs) <laughs> but I haven't been in many white homes, so...
3: You're not allowed. <laughs> no, I understand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, feel, I feel... No, I mean, like, says I think, is a big thing with, like, white hippies. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, w-
1: when you're trying to cover up other scents. Yeah. Oh, gosh.
2: Yeah, yeah right. I mean, because I peed them a lot when I was living in the Bay.
1: So, definitely,
2: go. yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh,
2: sense. Hmm.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's there's sort of like a a, some some, there's something about white women and candles. I don't really understand or don't know what it is. But yeah,
1: (laughs) I mean like I I just heard that in a Seinfeld voice. What the deal with white women and candles?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god.
3: No, like because I wanna say and I could be wrong, and like this is just observational. Um I wanna say I haven't really seen a Yankee candle in a black home. I feel like that's a white candle. That's a very white candle. Am I wrong? Has anybody seen No, it?
2: we had. I had, I it had those candle. Right? I've had those, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. So we're in the pocket of Big Yankee. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: Okay. Right. Yeah. I, believe right, it's, I believe it's Daddy Yankee. Oh,
5: God. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> good one. Right, good, good one. Good one. <laughs> that's, I'll be here all night, folks.
2: <laughs> So we need a, we need sound effects like that. Yeah, it. Yeah,
3: we're,
5: we're well,
2: I, I did have a question, uh, you know, so outside of the candles, there's an essay that you wrote that um Oh yeah I remember getting an email. Oh, um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm do not wanna butcher it. But um the black ma oh the essay yeah. on black women is Sailor Moon, basically. <laughs> Black <laughs> thank you thank yeah. you yes i didn't want to butcher the name no problem. uh could you could you talk a little bit about that particular essay and kind of like you know it's you know the significance and importance and kind of like you know what drew you to to doing it yeah or to writing it. excuse me
4: so i did this essay black maho shoujo that was featured on critical chips 2 um which is a uh a collection of essays about comics that Shortbox published last year. Um, and I i was trying to think, you know, what do I want to talk about? I read a lot of manga, so I figured whatever I talked about was going to be about manga. But everything I write is very personal, um, so it was going to be related to me or my experience in some way. So um, something that I had been thinking about recently— around the time that it was, you know, time for me to start writing that essay was the connection between Black women and Sailor Moon um, and why there are so many Black women who seem to love Sailor Moon. Like, mm-hmm. just like there's so mm-hmm. many, like, Black guys who love Dragon Ball Z. I remember right. just black, right. black people. But it's, it's super iconic, and I find that there are so many Black women who connect with it, and I don't think it's just because it was probably their first anime. I think it's deeper than that. And so I wanted to, like, dive into those shared themes between black women and Amer I said America specifically just because that's you know my experience and right. um and Sailor Moon. So um I talked about the first arc um and the dark the black moon and dark kingdom arcs actually and just like really read it uh reread it and like thought in depthly like okay how like what are some similarities that black women you know Of course, we're not a monolith, but we do have a lot of shared experiences. Like, what are those shared experiences and how are they also seen in um, Sailor Moon and what they're going through? And um, it was it was sort of surprising, like some of the stuff that you could connect with um, with Sailor Moon, such as like um, the whole like double life and like double consciousness and just like, you know, the souls of black folk and quotes from Dubois. Uh, I felt like really resonated with me. And I mean, I think a lot of superheroes have to do this too. Uh, obviously have, you know, these double lives and double consciousness, but I think when you're young and you're seeing this and it's also a bunch of women, um, yeah. I think it's different. And, um, what I really loved, which, and I've read some like works from like black, um, scholars and activists too. And, um, one of the connections that I really enjoyed was from, um, Audre Lorde and she talks about the interdependence of, um, of women and mm-hmm. how it's good and necessary. And I think it's something that I, as a person was really, I really connected with because I think a lot of us are taught, you know, to be independent and don't depend on anybody else. But I think there's so much beauty And being interdependent uh, and that and how it's necessary and how we can, you know, be together um, for our friends emotionally um, and care for each other in and we shouldn't have to go through things on our own. And you really see that interdependence with the sailor scouts and how much they care for each other and how much they literally couldn't succeed without each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought that was super beautiful. And I always, like, I always think about my friends and my, you know, sister circles and how I literally could not like get out of bed some days if it wasn't for them. And, um, and I think that's a really strong, um, a strong idea and something that I felt was really, um, it was really important especially for young girls to kind of know it's okay. It's okay to cry all the time, like Usagi does, and it's okay to, like, count on your friends. You know, you don't have to be, you don't have to go through this on your own. Um, and then, of course, there's the whole magical girl stuff um, that I think also connects with, you know, there's the Black Girl Magic um, uh-huh. sort of, uh movement that's been going on, and then the literal sort of, you know, magic that the Sailor Scouts have as well. Um, but yeah, it was really, it was really fun for me to do, and also helped me understand why I felt so connected to Sailor Moon, um, and hopefully others too, and it's just, it's iconic, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, I thought it was, like, really cool to, like, read that, and, you know, so you're talking about Sailor Moon, you're talking about Black Wind, I mean, and then you know, as I'm like reading, and I see like Audrey Lord, and I'm like, wow! Like I would have never put all those together, but like it works. So yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the essay. It was you know, really thank
4: cool. you. So. Yeah, if I can fit Audrey Lord in an essay about Sailor Moon, I'll do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, obviously, I think you're you know doing much more in in the vein of comics and everything. But have you been blogging as much?
4: I haven't blogged. Um, I stopped blogging on Grunk on Geek a couple years ago. Um, I just, like, closed up shop because everything else is taking up so much time, which is fine. Um, But I recently, um, I guess a couple months ago, I had Wobbly 3000 come out, which was really fun. Um, And I am working on some stuff with Straight Outta Gotham. Um, and I'm actually, um, I was about to say touring, but I'm not touring. I'm just going to be tabling <laughs> at a lot of places. Um, I'll be tabling at a lot of places this year, um, which is exciting. Uh, I'll actually be at the Black Comics Expo at BAM in Brooklyn this Sunday. Um, oh. 10th, yeah. And I'll be at TCAF in Toronto in May, um, and Supercon in Miami and maybe some others. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm excited to kind of be out in the world and actually hand people my comics and see their reaction. Like, that's a lot of fun. Um, and I'm working on another comic, too, right now um, that I am not ready to announce yet. But actually, it is, I can say that it's wordless. Um, mm-hmm which I thought about hard, too, only because I'm like, dang, people are going to think I can't do any kind of dialogue, but I was just like, whatever. (laughs) I (laughs) thought this comic would work really well at Wordless, and so did my editor, so um, if she thinks so, then I I think I'll go with it. Um, So I'm excited about that one, so maybe the end of this year, early next year, that'll come out, and I'll probably do a Kickstarter. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that one. That one is about depression, and um, and ancestry. <laughs> that, that's what I can say. Hmm.
0: And we will definitely have you back. Next mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe the season, the, the next season premiere.
4: <laughs> yeah, actually, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll do like a Black Black History Month like launch.
1: Cool.
0: And we're here for you.
4: Thank you, thank you, guys, so much.
1: Well, even just hearing that concept, I'm very just intrigued about you know how you're going to approach that.
4: Me too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what's next? Are we going to talk about topics, or or are we ready to? to yeah, to, let's let's do it I think bit. so. Let's get, mm-hmm. let's
1: get into some topics. All right, all right. Who wants to kick it off? <clears throat> um. Well, I know Tony. You've been, you know, you've been uh do, doing the thing with the the Instagram, and I, I know one thing you've been talking yeah, you about.
0: Yeah, our our Instagram our Instagram game is kind of kind of tight.
1: It is. So, it so it is.
0: We're doing the 28 Days of Cosplay, but if you've been following us on Instagram, we've been doing cosplay, at least taking pictures of cosplay. I'm not physically doing it. I just want that to be clear. Um, <laughs> so we've been you know, posting pictures from people who, uh, who have done amazing cosplays in uh, New York Comic Con, um, also at the, uh, at the Schomburg um, a couple weeks ago. And uh, I'm taking those photos and I'm now putting them on Twitter. Um, so, um, I would definitely check out the hashtag It's 28 days of cosplay, and you, you might see some, uh, some nuggets from black comics chat on that, that hashtag. So definitely check it out.
3: Qu- All right. Quick, quick, check in the chat. Is anybody here ever cosplayed?
2: Oh uh, yeah. I'm work. <laughs> I'm, I'm working there. I'm getting to that point. It's I'm okay, trying to get to, to that point.
3: Yet? Do we know what it's going to be or is it a secret?
2: No, I'm I'm just really first getting the nerve to do it, and then you know <laughs> we'll figure. But uh, the nerve is important. Yeah. It's yeah, a lot of
4: fun. It is. But I get it. I get it. I I I, work, I like worked my way up to to you know slowly like incorporate like doing like casual cosplay, and then eventually um, kind of working my way up there because it's like yeah you're gonna get a lot of attention.
2: <laughs> so when you and, say casual cosplay, what do you mean? So
4: I so I started with um, and I probably still do cosplay that is the the characters wear like sort of regular clothes. So I did like the Doctor, Doctor Who, okay, um, and I did Space Dandy, and so those are like there's no crazy costumey stuff involved. Right. Uh, but I worked up to um, and I did Spike Spiegel, but I did like a fem version of that from Bebop. Um, and I think what made me comfortable was I put a twist on all the cosplay that I was doing. So it wasn't, I didn't feel pressure to be exact, um, mm. as I was doing my own spin on it. So nobody could come up to me and be like, well, that's not the right shade of blue or, you know, whatever. I was just like, I don't care. Like, this is my remix cosplay, <laughs> obviously. So, um, that made me feel a lot more comfortable too. Like I did my sailor goon. Um, and that was kind of just piecing together different, you know, Sailor Moon stuff, but also like gangster kind of stuff. Um, so I, it was more like, I wasn't like, uh, there wasn't a lot of pieces involved or like body pain or anything extreme like that. It was Mm -hmm. pretty, um, easy to put together. And I started with some stuff that like, I could walk down the street, and nobody would really look at me any kind of way. Also, I lived in New York, so that's a bit different. Um, people are just used to strange <laughs> things. But um, in the Bronx, for sure, people would be like, what's wrong with this girl? Um, so I was like, I want to be able to comfortably go from my house to the Javits in New York and not have strange looks. Um, because I just wasn't comfortable with that. But I eventually got a bit more comfortable. And, yeah, I, that's, that, that's what helped me.
2: Think that's a good way to ease into it, like especially if you're like hesitant, because that way, like you're still cosplaying, but you know, you're working to the elaborate, you know, yeah makeup and all that and costuming. So
4: yeah, and once you do it too, and like it's it's so much fun. Like I was nervous leading up to it, but people want to take your picture, and they say you look really cool, or you just see other people dressed in like the same character. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy cosplay Cosplaying it makes me happy.
0: And it's interesting because New York city is one of those cities where you can be in full cosplay <laughs> and nobody looks at you differently.
4: No, it's nobody really, wants to look at you.
0: Yeah, it's really <laughs> weird. Cause I'm like, wow, I don't know if I could do that.
4: <laughs> yeah. Cause New Yorker see the weirder shit in the subway. No,
0: absolutely. Especially like on the
4: subway. Deadpool. So is fine. <laughs>
0: Okay, so we've had some trailers come out. Anybody, any thoughts on what we've seen? Should I just start shooting out titles?
1: That us trailer. That's oh, me. yeah. I mean, man. <laughs> man. I'm, I'm, I'm ready, ready and not ready at the same time. Right, right. yep. Yeah. I'm really
4: excited. Mine. I'm really excited for like, I, like Jordan Peele and what he's doing makes me yeah. so happy. Like, it's so unexpected, and it is good so far, and I'm just excited. He had the Twilight Zone show coming out. Um, I, I heard he's bringing back, um, what is it, Sandman? Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. Had, which is which terrified me. Oh, my God. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm just so, I'm happy for him. And I'm like, I'm happy that we get to, you know, get dope movies.
1: And he had uh, the... And on Twitter, there was a, a, a tweet where I think, um, I forget which magazine, it might have been, I don't know if it was Rolling Stone or not, but the title was like, The Unexpected Rise of Jordan Peele. Yes, and,
2: yes, I saw the tweet. And,
1: yeah. and he, he quote tweeted it and said, like, unexpected or something like right. that. <laughs> <laughs> and like, everybody was just going in. But, I
4: mean, I yeah, I wouldn't have, I don't know if I, I could have seen him like, yeah, like, I, like I, a comedy I, angle, but I just didn't expect horror.
1: Yeah, I mean, I always knew, like, just from watching their show, that, like, both of them were, were very talented writers, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, so I, that that part doesn't surprise me. I think, yeah, like, genre-wise, it's it's a bit of a surprise, but...
0: Yeah, you know. I, I always thought that there was a fine line between comedy and horror, and mm. comedians tout that line. I've
2: heard that. Yeah, yeah. That's,
0: yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited, definitely. Um...
2: And speaking of Jordan Peele and him, you know, hosting the Twilight Zone. Yeah, so yeah. I'm looking forward to that as well. Too. <clears throat>
4: yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah,
0: but he he's just hosting. Is he's not he's not directing a lot of those, or maybe he is. I don't know. Yeah, he might be.
2: I would I'm imagine hosting. Yeah, I would imagine yeah. too. Yeah.
0: Hmm. yeah that's gonna be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh? End game.
1: How are you, feeling yeah,
2: about that? you know, patiently
1: waiting. I'm ready. You know, they. I think they're they're really holding back, which makes me um just be like, yo, we're, I mean, and they it's they big. promise that it's going to be more intense than uh than the last movie, so
0: it makes I mean. me anxious, definitely. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, and I'm wondering saying, how. Yeah. yeah, I'm wondering how long this movie's going to be. Like, is it going to be Malcolm
1: right. X? Yeah. <laughs> oh
2: man. <laughs> oh. Man. And, like, these days, I'd rather, to be honest, I'm in some cases, I'd rather not see trailers because, you know, sometimes trailers give everything away and then you're Mm like, damn, so what's left? You know, so, um, like, I'd rather just be anxious and, you know, just come in like, okay, clean slate here, so.
1: Yeah, I don't think you have to worry because um, the approach that they've been taking is giving us very little. um, And I guess Kevin Feige had said that um I'm sure everyone's heard this but he said something to the effect of all the footage you're seeing is from pretty much the first 15 minutes of the movie so right, right. Yeah, pretty much wow yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. so we're so there's going to be a lot of surprises
0: I hope so I hope so um and then apparently a lot of Star Wars people are mad cuz there's no trailer yet yeah,
1: I did
4: keep that. <laughs> what? But I'm, I, I'm okay. There's, like, there's a Star Wars movie like every month.
1: <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a big Star Wars fan, but I'm okay with the mystery. I, I do feel like you know, we, you know, it, it's it's just coming with December, right? Just yeah, Christmas. Yeah, so it's at least at Christmas time. Yeah. You know, we, don't, we don't. We don't. I'm with Grace. I don't think we need too many trailers.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're
1: fine. <laughs> just give us a couple good ones, and I'm 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 okay. But I did, um, uh, you know, I was uh, definitely digging the new um, Captain Marvel footage and the Mm -hmm. new trailer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's
0: another movie I'm I'm very excited for. I just, I I can't wait for the movie. It's like just a month away,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, it really is.
0: (laughs) It is actually, you know what? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. First week in March. Um, And then Spider-Man, of course. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about Mysterio. yeah. I know. Jake's got his villain on, so let's see what happens.
2: Now, I don't know if all of you are fans of John Wick, but the John yes. Wick really, so I'm like yeah. excited and excited oh about my that. I'm so excited. I love John now, Wick. Now, did, I love he a, did he get
1: a new dog? I mean, what's the, what's the deal?
2: Well, he, you know, he Ben got the new dog in no,
1: John Wick too. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it would, be, it would be cool if he just like kept getting new dogs and like. And, I know.
4: and they kept and like the, killing the dogs. So yeah, think, or, may, or the
1: maybe the step, or maybe the dog <laughs> killed won. somebody, and then like mm-hmm. you know the 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 mob was after the dog, and he had to keep the dog safe. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just throwing out some some. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, got, you got to keep the franchise going. So.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So, are you digging uh, Black Panther's success? So far this season, oh yeah, oh yeah,
4: yeah, yeah me too.
2: I, then, you know, I, especially with all the awards that it's just been, you know, grabbing up, especially at the SAG Awards and mm-hmm. you know the Golden Globes and everything. I'm just like, dang, okay.
1: Yeah, and and can 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 we have a moment of silence for all the the crying, uh, you know, white directors who are, who are salty <laughs> salty, Oh my let, god! you know, let let, let, let in this moment, let's not forget James Cameron, who, who last year like was really you know, yep. crying in his soup because yep. it broke Avatar's record.
4: Oh, my God. Get over it. <laughs> like The movie came out forever ago. He'll be fine. He can wipe his tears with his money.
1: Exactly. That's right.
4: Or maybe he should keep working on the second movie. Like, when is that coming out?
1: Right. Oh, God. I don't know. I don't know if I believe it's actually coming
4: out. Me either. And at this point, do we even want, like, Nope, no, we don't want it. No. What?
1: Not even.
2: <laughs> Not interested. Yeah. Oh. God.
0: All right. So, moment of silence for white fragility. Okay, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, what's everybody reading, watching?
4: I've been oh. watching True Detective.
2: Yes. Same oh well. my God! I see, it's I so good. To catch
4: it is. So good. I was nervous because the second season was not good, uh, but uh, it's it's phenomenal. Like this season is really like the acting is like out of this world, mm-hmm. and um, I hope it wins all the awards next yeah. season. The acting oh, wow. and
2: the storytelling are stellar. So good. Point.
1: Like, yeah. Cool, cool. I got I got to get into it. I, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm looking forward to it.
0: Awesome. Okay. So what what do you? What are you watching Marcus reading what are you, anything?
1: Uh, well I, I finally um got to watch the Punisher season 2. Finally. Yeah, finally. Yeah. All right. And, and uh yeah, no I I liked it. Um I definitely I definitely dug it. They went in a, a different direction. Um you know. And I don't, I don't know Did everybody see it.
2: I'm st- I I still have to finish it. I mean, mm-hmm.
1: episode 6. Okay, all right. Well, I won't I won't give away spoilers like okay. Spoilers. Spoil- <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> i hear you grace um he wants to he's like no no
0: no no no, no, okay. no i mean
1: for real, I, but last time i what did we talk about last time that i thought was old and then and then kevin had to jump out of the chat because i was spoiling uh, i think it was always oh, our daredevil chat that's what it was uh. anyway i I won't, I won't spoil but um but i i enjoyed it um but i mean much like you know it's funny because somebody tweeted today um the you know in the new end game trailer there's that shot at the support group for people who you know lost people to the rapture mm-hmm. and uh there's a sign that says like now that they're gone where do we go or something like that and somebody photoshopped um all the netflix uh, show characters terrible. <laughs> onto <Whoa. that> <laughs> please tell me you retweeted that uh, i'll find it i'll find it in oh my god, my god. <laughs> that's too yeah.
2: sad well, let me ask you this: Like, did you feel it started kind of slow, or was that just me?
1: No, I think you're right. I think it did start. I think it did start slow. Although, you know, I got to okay. tell you, I almost feel like that's kind of the Netflix show's format. There, you know, so I, I feel like maybe I was prepared for that. Um, so I don't know. I think you, th- this is what I'll say without spoiling anything about the show. I think, um, and I think I've spoken about this on Black Comedy Chat before, but on the first season, I was a little, um, I was a little wary, just because, you know, I used to read Punisher comics when I was a kid, but Mm -hmm. you know, I just think I just took him at face value, and it was like, oh, he's a cool dude, and he's, he's blowing stuff, blowing people away, and, you know, as I grew up, obviously, I'm like, yo, the Punisher would be a a real profiling-ass dude in real life, and he'd probably be like, um, you know, I don't know, he'd probably be listening to, um, to Alex Jones, but, um, you know, I think the show the first season and the second season has done a really good job of making him a human being and not making it some kind of you know Bernard gets mm, like mm-hmm. we got to stop all the black people from committing crimes type um type story, you know what I'm saying and like mm-hmm. so I think for that reason, like I was very okay with them because I think the show, especially in the first episode of the second season, you know, they're kind of dealing with this dude wrestling with. Trying to be a regular person, right? You know, and um, so I mean, I I, I was able to appreciate it on that level, and I think that that's one thing I appreciated about the show because, it, especially in these times we're in, um, I feel like Punisher at face value, as he was originally written, would just it just I don't know, it wouldn't be the right the right thing for these times.
5: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So I think they were able to make him into a, not a not a a bigot.
0: Okay. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I agree. And it do, it does pick up, Grace. Pick up.
2: Yeah, because I think that was, for me, just like, I was excited because, you know, it came out and I dived right into it. And then it was just like, whew, okay. Um, I'm going to have to come back to this. So, I, like I said, I made it through episode six and that was a struggle. Mm. Not that I didn't enjoy it, but I just felt like it was just just the pace for me was just a little bit slower than... I, you know, I recall the others have moved slow, you know, as well. But I yeah. guess for me, this was just a little bit slower than I was, uh, you know, comfortable with.
1: So. You know what I didn't make it through? I did not finish Jessica Jones season two. I, uh, okay. Every now I, and then I, I, I see that, it on, yeah. on my Netflix list and I'm like, ah, yeah,
2: I only have a few <laughs> Ask
1: more me if go. I started it. No, I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you might, you might've heard me venting about it. That Maybe that's what stopped you. Actually, I think you're right. I, I think you're right about that. Yeah, we had a few few vent sessions about that. That's a whole <laughs> other thing, though. We've we, we've moved forward, right?
0: Good. Yes, yes, we have moved forward. I'm not sure if you have. But we... uh, <laughs> Did I'm
1: good, you man. Finish... I'm good. Why, why you got Why you got... I know. I know. Did you finish Voltron? I'm I'm close, man. Close. I, 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 I'm getting there. I, I'll talk about it when, when I'm done. Okay. So. All right. Okay. Okay. Um. So. Oh, as far as reading, I, I had a few few things I'm reading. Oh, what you reading? Uh, well, no, I've, I've been enjoying reading the first two uh, two issues of the new Maz Morales run. Oh my and god! god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been. I know you read them too, right, Tony? Oh my god, those are so, they're so good. Yeah, they're yeah. so good. Very good, and it's perfect launch. And like you know, I mean, I, I'm not a Bendis hater. I, I understand. I understand people's issues with him. No, I know, but I'm just saying. I don't. You know, some some people like hate Bendis, and I, I don't like hate Bendis. <laughs> I, I like a lot of what Bendis has done. I do like the majority of what he did with Miles. I think there was some things, obviously, I was like, you know, were missteps. But overall, I don't hate Bendis. That being said, like, you know, there's always a question when only one person has written a character about what it's going to be when someone else writes it, writes right. that character. And I just, I think Saladin, you know, Ahmed is just knocking it out of the park with writing him, And I mean Loki, I think he has seen maybe some of the things where Bendis could have gotten it, you know, culturally a little yep. bit more correct. And I think he's he's really um, you know, fixing some of those things. So it's just yeah. much of, yeah. He
0: was in a, a panel at New York Comic Con and he had mentioned that he was very much aware of the uh the anger that a lot of Miles Morales fans had toward Bendis. Uh, and he was aware of the things that he could have done better. Um, oh, and I think okay. he was trying to do his best. Yeah. I mean, we were about to have a whole discussion about how you have a Puerto Rican grandmother that doesn't speak Spanish, but we're not going to go there.
1: <laughs> um, you can go there. Right. You know, what there, definitely, right. Definitely.
0: You know I've, I've talked about it way too much, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that was my biggest thing about that version of Miles Morales is that you have a grandmother that doesn't speak Spanish to her mm-hmm. grandson. My grandmother never spoke, spoke to me in, in English at all. I didn't even know she knew English. I mean, she did, but she wasn't speaking
1: it to me. Right. Or any yeah. of her grandchildren. Yeah,
4: same. I barely got English.
1: <laughs> well, and I mean, for real, in, in the United States, and especially you know, for people who've been in New York City, I mean, it's not like Spanish is a big mysterious language. Even if you're not a native speaker, there's Spanish all around you, you know what I mean. Right. So, I it, it really wouldn't have been a stretch for him to, I don't know, I guess get some translation help or something. But but that you know, what? but we're we're, we're, we're speaking <laughs> about what's going on right now. We're right. not, right. not digging up, we're not the, the skeleton. Yep. So I I, I dug yeah. that book. Um. I also, I'm not totally caught up, but I I um read the first few issues of Shuri. Um and I, oh, right. I like that. I know mean, you you're it too, right, Grace?
2: Yes, I am. Yep. Cool. What do you think? I'm enjoying it. Definitely digging it. It's my regular go to. Like as soon as I pick it up, I'm reading it. So cause there's some where I pick up and then I'm like, I get to that. But yeah, like yeah. that's one where when I get it, I'm reading it like right right off the bat.
1: Yeah, yeah. Same here. Me
0: too. Nice segue into Grace. So I know you're also reading Bitter Root.
2: Yes, loving
1: Bitterroot. Oh, yeah. Me too.
2: Um, definitely, uh, yeah, like I said, Shuri, Ironheart, um, Livewire, and, um, uh, what else, what else? I think that's it for right now. And, that's say Ironheart? Yeah, Ironheart, Shuri, Bitterroot, and Livewire. Yeah, those
1: are mine. Can, can, can we talk about Bitterroot for a minute? Please? Yes, please. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so, like, um, I think, well, issue three is the most recent one. Um right. mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, it's, I really just love how they're building each issue on the, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, on, on what we've seen, you know, I mean, it's not a, it's not a spoiler to say that, um, in the, in the story, uh, racism is, is pretty much a villain, you know what I mean? It's an entity in and of (laughs) itself. But I think that, um, as, as each, with each successive issue, um, you know, they really kind of get into Exactly how that that takes shape, and there there's questions, and then like you know you think you know initially you know how it works, but right. then there's there's other creatures you know along the way that that aren't you know what you were introduced to in the first issue, but it's just it's just fascinating, and um you know obviously David Walker, big friend of the show um is doing an amazing job with Chuck Brown and um Sanford green Sanford green, yeah. Sanford green is just killing it you know in the oh my visuals. god
2: the art woof. I just, I, it sheds a tear. I have to shed a tear every time. Every yeah. time. Yeah. And I, I mean, love the commentary that you get with it as well, too. Like, a lot of my friends have written um, the commentary for mm. um, for Bitterroot, So it's like you get the comic and you get some extra yeah, you know, yeah, at yeah. the same time. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's all I'm reading. I'm watching the passage uh Black Monday on Showtime and um true detective and i'm finally catching up on black lightning
1: finally catching up okay i gotta do that too how is the passage
2: i i've been enjoying it you know um the first episode i'm so i'm in episode two so i'm a little behind but um i'm in finishing up episode two about to start three and um i've been enjoying the storyline i appreciate that um the little girl and how she's you know being presented there were some moments where uh um I don't know if it's okay to give spoilers or not but um like some of the how should I say it um I just say abuse that was used that I was that kind of like triggered me like oh okay I I didn't like that that was not cool especially like the grabbing of the little girl and the way Mm -hmm. that they were uh kind of like manhandling her sometimes Mm -hmm. and um that was kind of, I was kind of like, that was, I, that was not necessary. Like, I don't even think y'all need to write that in the script, but, um, but the overall story is definitely very intriguing and catching eye catching. Um, yeah. So I'm just, you know, it's, it's, it's got me, you know, intrigued. So I'm just continuing to see how it, if it can maintain that and you know, how the story goes. Um, I've ordered the book. So I was like, maybe, you know, I'm thinking maybe I probably should read it afterwards to not um, mess up anything. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I read the book. Just be prepared. (laughs) I mean, it's a good book, but it's a journey. So I don't I don't know how the the, the show is going to sort of translate, but Mm -hmm. just be prepared. There's like the book is almost like in two parts.
2: Gotcha. So it it reminds me, I think, like how American Gods on Stars, like that book, definitely is not covered within this whole season of what's been already presented on American Gods the TV show. Right. Like there's just so so much more. Yeah. (laughs) So I I, I take it that it's kind of like in that setup with the past. Yeah,
0: I I think so. I think so. Okay. And, And Jamila, what are you watching, reading? or in your case, listening to. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Um, I have, yes, a true detective obsessed with that. Um, I recently finished watching Hunter, Hunter, um, Mm. which I, you know, came too late, but I'm still thinking about every day. I love it so, so much. Um, And so I started to read it, even though it doesn't get updated often. I did need to catch up a bit from where the show ended. Um, I'm obsessed with how's your Answer. Like I, I just love sweet, um, sweet strong boys. <laughs> so, like, they just make me happy. Um, speaking of sweet strong boys, I'm reading My Hair Academia. Um, I, I didn't read the latest volume that just came out. I think this week. Um, but I will be reading it soon. Um, but I, yeah, I just love, I love My Hair Academia. Um, and what else have I been? Reading, I think that's kind of it for reading, watching. Oh, I started watching Mob, um, Psycho 100. I heard so much about it, but um, I finally, like, had some time after Hunter to watch a new anime. And the animation is super cool. Um, I was not expecting it to, like, the anim- the animation style to be so different. Um, but it, it goes, like, in these really cool different ways that are just unexpected, Um, and so many people love it so much and I really want to really, really, really love it, but I'm not there yet, but I hope I am. Um, I don't dislike it, but I, um, I think I'm used to like my favorite characters showing a bit more emotion than the main character doesn't, um, that mob does. Um, but I think it's just like a preference. Um, but I still really dig it. And uh, yeah, what else am I watching? I feel like that's kind of the bigger things. Um, yeah, listening to the huge ski mask, trap stuff. I really love Flatbush. <laughs> I still listen to Flatbush Zombies album, even though that came out a while ago. Um, I really dig Flatbush Zombies. Um, and Vince Staples' album that came out, like, a couple oh, years yeah. ago was really fun. I really, really like Vince Staples. Yeah,
1: I, li- I like him a lot,
4: too. Uh, and he's so funny. Like, his Twitter's hilarious. Like, he's a really funny <laughs> guy. Um... Yeah, that was that was a really fun album and twenty one I've been listening to. Um yeah, it's it's a lot of, I don't listen to I realize I don't listen to that much like R and B. It's just not You're you're okay. I just don't um I just yeah, I don't know. Like I do sometimes, but I just am more gravitated towards like um stuff that's loud. Um <laughs> <laughs>
2: how you
0: put this. That I okay. so that's all loud. It's all good. I find that I end up listening to trap music when I'm, like, working out.
2: Mm.
1: Like, yeah. I don't know there's oh, nothing about it, motivator. I'm just like,
0: yeah, it is. It is. Um, so, what am I watching? So, I'm watching a few things. Um, Star Trek Discovery, which is I've Oh, always... yes. Oh, I've been yeah. wanting to watch that. I've heard yeah, it
4: was really it's,
0: good. Oh, my God. Yeah. Season two is not as dark as season one, but it's still really good. Okay. Um... Young Justice, which is another one that kind of just blew
1: me out. Um, season... uh, I got to get the app. Yeah, yeah. You no, know, season... I'm signing up right now. I, we always talk about this. I'm you, and you
5: say, and you always <laughs> talk about up <it> right now.
0: <laughs> um, right now, the, um, the way it's set, the way it's set up for for DC, the DC app is that they come out with three episodes every Friday, um, and right now we're at a a break. We're at the mid season finale. Um, so I don't think that the rest of the episodes come out until, like, something crazy like June. So...
2: Oh, so we, I got time to catch up. You got okay. time.
0: You got time, okay. but I'm gonna tell you, Grace. Oof. And this is all about like, all the young heroes. Black Lightning is featured in this. Like, season. Yes. Like, in season two of Young Justice, we see him, like, once. You know what I mean? Maybe okay. in the background. He is heavily featured in this. Wow. Um, even uh, static is in this as well. What? Not as heavily featured. Not as heavily featured, but he's he's there. And there are a lot of heroes of of color. It's very is,
1: uh, is Rocket back. Rocket,
0: Rocket is in. I don't want to spoil it, but okay. Okay. In okay, Batman, okay. So okay, we well, you you just solidified
2: that for yeah. me. Okay.
0: <laughs> but I will tell you one big thing that, that shouldn't be a spoiler, but if you, it's called Young Justice Outsiders, and I don't know if you've ever read Batman and the Outsiders back in mm-hmm. the day yeah so you know that you know the outsiders, which be what metamorpho halo katana, so they're all featured, including black lightning. Halo is actually Muslim in this in this uh cartoon it's amazing
2: hmm.
0: so yeah um, right, i'm in i'm in i'm in uh, yeah I'm telling you the app is worth just young justice alone, so um so we'll go with that All right. so that was my young justice moment. Um, <laughs> I have to finish Punisher. I'm, I'm on the last episode. I just haven't finished. I just haven't finished it. Um, what else am I watching? Uh, I started Attack on Titan season three. I started a while ago. So I still haven't finished it. So there's just so many things out there.
1: there there's this. It
2: too is much. too much.
0: Many, way too many things. And then there's the usual Thursday
1: lineup. You know, Grays and
2: How to Get Away with. There you go. Writer. Yep.
1: Um, Yo, I really, I'm, I'm really slacking on how to get with murder. That, that's my show. I just, I just haven't seen it this season. I we, we always used to catch up about it, and I'm, I'm flipping, I'm flipping. (laughs) I'll get right. I'll get right. So,
2: I think we're all trying to get back. There's like so much we've been inundated with that. It's like, okay, I'm gonna get. I'm just shoveling through, shoveling through.
0: And then I've been finding myself watching documentaries on Netflix when I'm bored. I'm not even oh, getting yeah. like, 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 like mur- murder
2: documentaries. Yeah,
4: me too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like conspiracy. Like I was just watching some documentary about how like the moon landing
1: was fake and I'm like I'm okay. mad that I almost believed this. <laughs> wait, 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 on the It'll documentary. A
4: flat soon?
1: Yeah. Oh god. Well, oh, they do. There's a Flat Earth documentary coming out. Yeah. Oh. I'm not watching that.
0: Oh,
4: oh, I don't know, but that's how it's going to start. It's be like yeah, you're right. they make a good point. <laughs>
1: Fire Festival oh, that okay. my just just
2: right
1: say, crazy. We we spoke about it at length off mic, but um offline. But I I, I don't think we spoke on the podcast. Oh,
2: we that was offline? That
1: yeah, offline. that was that was oh, we were
2: catching damn. up last
0: that week. That was okay. offline. Yeah. The Fire Festival documentaries were crazy.
2: Well, as, an,
0: as an event planner, that
2: has been a meme. Is, Have you oh seen He's <laughs> he is <laughs> gonna be forever a meme? He He's
0: is gonna drink. be. I heard he was getting a show from Netflix. I don't know what that show is. Man, who, is he are you
2: Talking about who's Andy? Is yeah.
0: He, oh man. The
2: water what? guy. The water yeah, guy. guy. The water. That's a nice way to put it. The
4: water
0: <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> He's <laughs> the real <laughs> awesome, man He's the real Aquaman. Awesome, oh my
4: god, yep. man.
1: So, Also, shout shout out to to a uh, friend of the show. uh You know Chuck Chuck Collins with uh, his latest comic. It, it definitely references. Uh, oh god. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's hysterical! Oh my god!
1: I'm gonna have to repost it with we find it. But uh, yeah, yo, that I feel like this—you know—Billy McFarland is a sociopath. But the, the moment yep. I, when I really knew that he was a sociopath was the water story. It's yeah. Like, yep. uh, also, not—I mean, I don't think we need to worry about spoiling that. But like, I mean, you know, the fact that that he, aside from the fact that he's, he's sociopathic, it's also like. <laughs> Weirdly homophobic in the sense that he's and like
2: yeah and everything yeah works. yeah he,
1: he's, he's he's like you're a gay guy right go go do gay I guy stuff take, take deal? Deal? yeah
4: like you suck
1: that dick
2: instead like <laughs> right. why gotta be me oh my
1: like, exactly you do it Billy yeah. but oh but, but, the,
2: but the fact y'all that this man went home
1: was about to do it he was ready swallowed
2: the mouthwash like took it all down I mean he was ready
1: he was ready. But I think yeah. that I think that I think that raises a point that that is a, a mystery to me, but I, I'm curious <laughs> about 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 this dude, Billy McFarlane. Because first of all, there's all these people in the documentary, even his girlfriend, who I was shocked to see stuck with him, at least up to a certain point. There's mm-hmm. all these people that are talking about how charismatic he is. And I'm like, you know, him?
5: Yeah, know. Like
1: a boy or- but, <laughs> but but there there's You know, I guess there have been terrible people throughout history who have gotten people to do stuff that's against their, you know, against their best interests. So I mean, I I want it makes me wonder, like, what type of, I don't know, machinations. This, I mean, it it seemed like like a lot of the time he was just firing random and just always trying to scam to cover the last scam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, the fact that like so many people were like ride or die for him. When right. it was clear that he was a sinking ship. Right. And let's not forget Ja Rule and all this. Oh, oh my
2: God. Well, did character. you hear what he recently did at his concert?
0: No. What did he do?
2: So he basically told the audience, I want y'all to just scream at me. I just want y'all to cuss me out. Just do whatever. <sighs> like, just get it all out. Just get it all out. Like, get out of here. I like really do. He's ridiculous.
1: Yo, I, think, I think one of the most fascinating things to come out of this for me is that Ja Rule was still making music and still performing. Because I, I, well, I had no idea. Right. Is he really idea. making music? Though? Well, he's like, probably not he... making music. You're right. He's probably doing Ashanti. Uh...
4: He's doing the same <laughs> stuff from like
2: 15 years ago. Because I'm what is, like, I mean, what, what new has he put out? Didn't he have or?
1: like a good, a good two year window, really? I mean, like. Something in like the that. 90s. Yeah, well, look, it was the end of the 90s, though. Because I remember. Right. I remember that joint with him and uh, what was it what was it for he was he was a guest on like a Jay Z song.
0: Yeah, that was, the, then, that was
1: the best song. And it, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And it was like the late nineties, so he he was like late nineties to like dollar, dollar dollar. two <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh,
2: and the only Ugh. reason why he was like still in the public eye was because Fifty Cent was like taunting him yeah. for like for the longest. <laughs> That's right.
1: Yep. <laughs> And everybody's always talking about people ending people's careers. That was, like, the only time where somebody actually kind of did end somebody's career. Yeah,
4: I yeah, think so. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
4: <clears throat> I mean, it didn't help that he didn't put out, like, good music after that. Exactly. Like, that probably was right. the nail in the coffin. But it was, yeah, he embarrassed him. and continues to do so to this day because he is a child.
2: hmm Yep. And I really bought it. It
0: was like, I'm going to go to a concert that's produced by Ja Rule. Right. <laughs> yeah.
4: Really because it has to be people who are, like, in their 30s, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not
4: even, like,
1: like. People who weren't really there for it. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I just
4: can't. Because yeah. I grew up, and, like, I liked his music when I was younger, but not enough yeah. to go see him. <laughs>
2: I mean, he was, de- he was decent. I'm gonna put right. a Leo. He yeah, went, like
4: good, he, but had you know. some, he had some he has some joints, that's for sure. Yeah, but you know I mean, want... he's just so corny. Like, yep, he's just a, a cornball.
1: Well, one of the things that that I got watching both of these documentaries is uh, there's there's some real symbiotic parasite thing going on with the two of them. <laughs> Because it's, it's like, for for Billy, you know, Ja Rule is giving him this, like, my cool black friend, um, you know, credit. Oh, yeah,
4: yeah,
5: And for
1: Ja Rule, it's, like, this is my um, legit businessman or something, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, white businessman credit or whatever. So I feel like they both kind of, like, fill some type of weird void for the other.
4: Yeah, I agree. And, like, you could tell when Ja was doing, like, the toast and stuff and how, like, he was so <laughs> hyped about the lifestyle. Like, he wants to be, like, rich. He wants to be so rich and famous. It's clear that he doesn't believe he is. And that's what's truly sad and embarrassing.
1: Yep. Yeah, one one of the most shady things that both documentaries did was they— they they showed him doing the toast more than once.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it, got,
1: it like it like showed just how like, I don't know, repetitive and kind of kind of whack it was.
2: Oh, now man. that was something that I don't I don't know how or what led me. I think maybe I was like seeing articles about the fire festival and just was like, let me go to Netflix. And then of course that was like the first thing they suggested. <laughs> and uh that was something that I, I immediately watched. And I felt like I needed to because I would have missed out on all of the memes, all of the jokes, everything. (laughs) I saw the,
4: like, I didn't even know it came out. I had, like, I knew it was coming out, but I saw all the memes of our Fuji water boy. And (laughs) and I was like, oh, okay, this is out. Like, I got, like, it's something real, so it's not really a spoiler. But, like, I just basically knew the whole documentary through memes because the internet
2: (laughs)
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. yeah the, the the water scene. I after I saw that, I was like texting everybody like, have watch they have to watch this thing." And when you get to that moment where you're gonna, your face drops. You, I don't even have to tell you what the moment is. You're gonna just already mm-hmm. know. Like yeah. it was like immediate.
1: <laughs> well, you had prepared me because I'd only watched the Hulu when we spoke last time, and, like, so I, I hadn't even seen Track. that. But you, I, when yeah, when it came on, I was like, All right, "That's what they were talking about." <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, Hulu must have been tight that they didn't get that interview.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <man>.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they try to bank on the fact that they're interviewing him, you uh-huh.
1: know, so. which oh. they
4: paid for. You know,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. They did pay for, which was super uncomfortable, man. Just watch. I, although, Ugh. in a way, I feel like seeing him uh, and how he operates and trying to like spin, you know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah, I, in some ways it kind of gives me hope for for, for, de- <laughs> for dethroning Trump because mm. I, f- I feel like he lies in the same way that Trump lies. Okay. You know? Yeah, but see, he's got the same superpower. He he's got that white privilege. Yes. Right. But you know but what I mean? if you notice, if you notice like at the at the beginning of the documentary and I can, I I said multiple times while I was watching it, what are you smiling about? You know, <laughs> cuz he's just like, you know, he's cocky smiling as he's like telling bold-faced lies. But by the end of the documentary, like he's getting stuck, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like he's not uh-huh. able. He kind of gets to a point where he's not able to really spin his web anymore, right. and he, he has to get up and walk off camera. So, <laughs> it's it, it, it's it's giving me a little hope, you know, that that there is a point past which yeah. you know Trump isn't going to be able to keep spinning his life. But
2: yeah,
1: keep hope buddy. Exactly. Yeah. Keep
2: hope of life on that one.
1: I, I, need, <laughs> I need something. I need something.
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah, and other than that, I mean, I think I was watching some other documentary about like the galaxy and stuff because that's the type of nerd I am. Um, I'm not really—I mean, outside of Spider-Man, I'm not really reading anything. So, I've been busy at work. So.
2: Because you got that new gig, right?
0: I do have that new gig. Uh, For those who don't know, I am going to be working at Rutgers University starting March fourth.
4: Congrats!
0: Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, man. yeah, it's it's, it's going to be some good times. So, going back to a big school, I'll be definitely more busy than I am now. So,
4: <laughs> oh, have you guys read the new Moondogs that came out? I yes. did. Out of nowhere, yes, I read those,
5: yes. oh, <laughs> the Beyonce man.
4: drop, like, yeah. yes, he he dropped so new but wasn't it, it through was. like charlemagne's instagram it was through charlemagne. mm-hmm. that was yeah, yeah. bizarre that was um, and it
1: was strange. um cuz does, does the not have an instagram i don't know but charlemagne of all people i was like <laughs> right like that's who you wanted to drop like i almost feel like at some point he's probably going to do one about charlemagne like charlemagne <laughs> is true. that'd be great how do we how do we
0: talk about documentaries and not talk about R. kelly
2: Oh, sure. oh, you know that's oh. still one that.
1: Because um, like, I think oof. we're still healing from from yes, that.
2: Maybe? Yes, yes. Yeah, and the I really, fact that this man just had released, he's going on tour. Yeah. yeah. Tour in like New Zealand. Wait, like, are you serious? Yeah. I, yes. I did not know that. Yes, an international tour. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Man, you can stay over there then, right?
2: <laughs> so nobody, nobody yeah. wants him. Nobody wants
1: him.
2: Oh.
1: God. That's yeah. uh, I I. I just need I've never needed for someone's career to fall apart more than him.
0: Yeah. He's a monster. You're right. I agree.
2: Yeah, I was it is, in a it's jail. still it's still hanging in there somehow. Mm-hmm.
4: I think what was so like what was so surreal with this documentary was that like a lot of the times I'll watch something about some evil person and it's old, like it's done, the person's dead or they're in jail. But this shit is right. still happening. Still mm-hmm. happening. Like yeah. right now. Yeah. And that's like finishing the documentary, I think that was so sad. It was like we like this story is is decades old. Yep. Same yeah. thing. And it it's it's sad. It's really sad that this continues to happen. And I mean I hope because there's way more attention going on and with social media it's kind of easier to share things than it was in the past and for people mm-hmm. to know about what was going what's going on. But yeah. um I think it's gonna take it's gonna take a lot of work um and it seems like the parents of of um some of the girls who he has now are the ones that are really causing a fuss and hopefully can get him in jail but right. all the past yeah. shit i don't think is gonna happen but it was it was beyond me that his like managers were talking about doing illegal things oh. on camera mm-hmm. like forging aliyah's birth like her year or, oh birth year or whatever and like all this stuff, I'm like these people should be arrested. Yes, like, they're what? all yeah. guilty.
0: They're
4: all guilty. Oh my god.
1: Yeah, I remember decades ago, you know, knowing how wrong Aaliyah, the Aliyah right. situation was. Yeah, hmm And just finding out that it that was the tip of the iceberg with him. But yeah, yeah, I mean that what you said, Jamila, about how like you know you watch these other documentaries and even as you're watching it, you know, at the end of the documentary, they're like, Oh, so, so, you know, is dead or in jail or whatever. But yeah, this dude is walking around just, just talking junk basically.
4: Yep.
0: Uh, well, we have to finish on a positive
1: note. I got something positive. Yes. I just saw on the Twitters that, uh, David Walker is starting a uh, his own comic book company. That's right!
2: Yes. Awesome!
4: Awesome!
1: Wow! Is, is he hiring? Shout out <laughs> to D.W. Yeah, yeah. I think he's. Well, I mean, obviously, I think he's going to be be pulling folks up with him. So,
4: mm-hmm. I like the logo. It's a fist. Solid mm-hmm. comics.
1: Yeah. Dope. Oh, it's so dope. We got to get him on
4: the show.
0: Definitely. I think we had already planned to do that, but right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you had you had a chance to speak to him not too long ago at New York Comic Con, right?
0: Yeah, about Bitterroot. He didn't mention like, oh, by the way, I'm creating something new. <laughs> That's the thing about Dave Walker, though. He's always he's, yeah, he's, he's always, creating. always cooking a lot. Yeah. yeah, so you know, good for him. Yeah, we definitely gotta 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 get him on.
5: Yeah, cool. All, All right, y'all. peeps,
0: it's about that time because um, I got to work tomorrow. I don't know about y'all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, let's go around uh, and uh, tell everybody where they can find you so Jamila where can people find you and where can they find your Kickstarter
4: yeah so I am Jamila Rouser everywhere um, J-M-I-L-A-R-O-W-S-E-R so twitter, Instagram.com. dot com. Um, my shop link is on my website and the Kickstarter is washdaycandles.com um but if you go to
2: wherever I'm at, you'll see me post about it
0: <laughs> very nice, very nice grace
2: um instagram love Jones twenty twitter g breezy twenty uh George State University, if you come to my class and <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it yep mhm- yep
0: Marcus.
1: Um, you can find me uh, at Marcus Kwame on Twitter and at Marcus underscore Kwame on Instagram and www.marcuskwame.com. You can find everything there. So that's the place to go. And I got, awesome. I got some stuff, uh, you know, cooking in the next year that I'm excited to talk about. Um, yes, you sure. do. So, but in, in, in good time. But things, oh, things, things yeah. are going to happen. And, oh, and you got
2: you to tell folks about the Thursday drops
1: with snow days oh yes Yes. how can i forget how can i forget tomorrow is thursday um we will have page seven of the snow days issue two preview we'll be hitting um snow days website which is www.snowdayscomic.com i probably don't have to say the www part right but anyway (laughs) snowdayscomic.com um check it out snow uh, days is spelled with a with a z e Um, you know, so, but check it out. We're, we're excited. Uh, You know, it's a comic that Leo and I work on and, um, yeah, we're excited about issue two. It's been, it's been a long time coming too long, but, uh, you know, you can read some new snow days material there. These seven pages are going to be going to be it for a while until the official, official release, which won't be too long. Um, but it's, it's coming soon. So there's new material up on the website. So definitely check it out.
0: That's right. You mentioned the Kickstarter. So maybe we'll do a Kickstarter show. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a little bit down the line. Like the the plan um, is we're going to get out issue two, you know, have issues one and two, um, and then we're going to kickstart um, the three, uh, the trade, which will be issues one through three. Um, but yeah, I'm going to, the Kickstarter is going to be a little bit later because uh, of the, the project that I couldn't speak about right now. I'm going to have to to finish that before I finish issue three, but it's, it's all coming. So it's, it's all happening.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Can't wait. Before I go into where you can find me, what I realized what we never do is we never big up the black comics brand itself. So if you want to know how to find us, assuming you're not listening, to our Twitter account, um, it's black comics chat. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Um, I think we have a Tumblr page. I don't think we use it. And I believe we're on Facebook. Um, Also, we are on Stitcher and iTunes. So, you know, hopefully you're listening through one of those as well. As for me, uh, you can find me on the Internet, obviously, uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, Latin Negro. That's one N, so it's Latin Negro. um, And on Twitter as well. Um, On my website, it's AnthonyOtero.com. That's where you can... uh, see the two uh, the links to two of the books that I've written as well as the link to Puerto Rico Strong, um, which I wrote a story in, and all proceeds uh, still go to help uh, people in need in Puerto Rico.
1: All right. cool man. I think that's a wrap. All right. Well, thank you, um, Jamila, you know, and thank you to everyone listening. And everyone, please... Having me. Yeah, how, how, long, how long do... Um, does everyone have uh, to pledge the campaign? How many days
4: Nine days left.
1: All right. All right people, you got right. nine days left. Nine days.
4: We're not making these ever again.
2: She's like, look now. Don't, don't miss the your chance. chance. Yep. Word.
0: And I just want to say, Jamila, shout out to Measy.
4: <laughs> I will. He's in the other room. He might be listening. Awesome.
0: All right, y'all. Have a good night. Good night. All
5: right,
0: y'all. Bye. Peace. Black Comics crowns,